Fan Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, we got a great one for you guys today. We got some special guests in the building. My man, Basil Mariner, stops by the podcast. Those who don't know, Basil Mariner is an award-winning film director. He's based out of Austin, Texas, but he's been receiving a lot of accolades for his use of storytelling. He, he just crushes it and excels at visual storytelling. And this next project that he's working on is bold. That's the best way I could put it. The name of the feature film documentary is called Dandelions. And you want to come over here and talk about it? Let's talk about it. Because Dandelions isn't just a film. It's a story that has unfolded in front of Basil's life. It's his actual life and an unexpected journey. Dandelions is more than just a documentary. It, it starts conversations about his own family, his identity, his courage to uncover his own family's origin. And it, it's, it all starts after receiving the mysterious Facebook message. My man Basil has to go to Russia and embe- yes, that Russia and unveils an emotional family secret. And he grapples with the revelation of this dude claiming to be his dad and having to tell his family that. And it it's 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 a trip, man. That's the best way I could put it. I, I want to talk about it more, but I don't talk about it with my man Basil because I feel if I keep talking about this, I am going to spoil this movie. I it it's 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 something, it's a head trip. So me and Basil, we're about to chop that up. We're about to talk about it. But before we get into all, any of that, I want to talk about all things podcast. Just talk with Sam podcast to be more specific. Um, everything that can be found about the Just Talk with Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talk with Sam podcast is all right there. My Eagle Eye people, if you look at the homepage and current promotions page, there is a donate button. Yes, we've been doing this thing for almost 14 years. And by hitting that donate button, it's based on people like you. So please, hit that donate button and give whatever makes you feel like a good person. I promise, every single solitary red cent goes back into this um, and makes it just a bigger, better, greater podcast. So by doing that, please... Go in here, make the podcast a little bit better. But maybe you're a person who want a little bang for their buck. You can always go to Just Talk With Sam Podcast. You get the um, store link. And by doing that, you can get all of your Just Talk With Sam swag right then and there. Whether that be hats, t-shirts, stickers, whatever you need. So by doing that, you can show the world you love this podcast as you go by your daily life. So please. Hit up the podcast. Uh, speaking of the podcast, let's talk about it right now. You can go to samshownation.com. You click the podcast link. And by clicking that podcast link, you, yes, you, you can listen to all of your podcasts right then and there. And also, if you go to our YouTube page, Just Talk With Sam, no G and talking at YouTube, Just Talk With Sam podcast on YouTube, you can see all of these interviews right there on the podcast. You can see the podcast right in front of your eyes. But if you're listening... You can hear us on all the uh, common places, whether that be iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, um, Android. If they, st- it's Google now. Uh, wherever, wherever podcasts can be found is SamShowNation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talk with Sam podcast. So, 
before we get started with this great podcast where I talk about my man Basil and his family and try my best not to spoil this movie, we got a few sponsors. The first sponsor is the good folks at Honey. Oh yeah, Honey. What is Honey? I'll tell you what Honey is. Honey is your best friend if you do some online shopping. And the best way to get some Honey, you get some money back from using that Honey. It saves you money. Um, go to samshownation.com, click the Honey link, and download it to your computer, your phone, whatever, wherever you do your online shopping. And what Honey does, as you're online shopping, it ins- it scours the entire internet and finds um, discount codes, free shipping codes, whatever uh, codes that you need towards checkout, and it makes whatever you're about to buy cheaper. To save some money by getting that honey. So please go to samshownation.com, click the honey link, and save yourself some money by getting that honey. The next sponsor is the good folks at Fanatics. Guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but I happen to like sports. And we are in a very special time in sports right now. Yes, the NFL just finished, but we are on to the combine. The NBA and the NHL is moving at a pace. It's hotter than fish grease right now. You got to check them out. And the MLB, Major League Baseball, is right around the corner. We need you. In whatever sport, MLS, they're getting ready. WNBA, full swing. Whatever sport you choose, the good folks at Fanatics got your back. The best way to go to Fanatics is go to samshownation.com. You click that Fanatics link and you get whatever merch from whatever sport that you hold dear because the seasons is around and full effect. And if you go right now, Sam Show Nation is offering free shipping on any order over $24 or more. All you got to do is go to samshownation.com, click the Fanatics link, and put in 24 ship at checkout. Free shipping to you. It's a golden age in sports right now. It's a good time just to be a sports fan. So please go to samshownation.com, click the Fanatics link, and get something for you or the sports fan in your life. Go to samshownation.com, click the Fanatics link, and put in 24 ship at checkout for free shipping on orders over $24 or more. You may want to hurry up. It's a limited time offer. Some exclusions may apply. And lastly, certainly not leastly, your friendly neighborhood Target. Yes, that Target. Look, Target knows that spring is here. If you've been doing it up, you've been at school, spring break, you need to blow off some steam. Target got everything for you for your spring break. Maybe you've been cooped up in the house and you're tired of it looking the same way. Guess what Target got for you? Spring cleaning. You need to get some of this crap out of your house. You've been locked up like myself. I'm in the Midwest. Not a lot of moving around. The weather has not exactly been on our side. Um, and not to mention, you know, the springtime holiday of holidays, Easter. It's right around the corner. It's March 31st. You know the kids love some Easter. So here's what we're doing. We need you to go to Target. Better yet, we need you to go to samshownation.com. You click the Target link, you ain't got to go nowhere. You can order whatever you need for your springtime endeavors right then and there by going to samshownation.com on the current promotions place. Click that Target link and shop as you normally would. 
hey you can order right from there you go to your friendly neighborhood target pick it up you can click the option and bring it right out to your car maybe you super excited about your springtime woes whatever you got going on for this springtime you know who got your back target got your back so please go to samshownation.com click the target link and uh, shops you normally would so that's what I got for right now what I'm about to do right now we set these mics talk to my man Basil Mariner and uh, we're about to talk about the movie Dandelions I will see you guys in about 90 seconds This is Just Talking Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talking Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Subscribe right with you on iTunes, Joe. Obviously, the audience listening, we, we never write this out. All right, all right. Hey, Basil, uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast, man. This is great. Uh, Basil, I don't know if you know about my podcast, but we start off every podcast with what we like to call the over-the-top intro because we're grateful for people like you just coming in, chopping it up with us. If that's okay, can I do that for you? Yeah, please, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest may be Moscow's greatest export. He is an award-winning filmmaker, game designer, and producer. You may know him from his work from Ditto Kids, On Thin Ice, and now his feature film debut, Dandelions. He is a globe-trotting shutterbug with tremendous precision to attention to detail and not to be afraid to share his journey through your eyes and ear holes. Basil Murr, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Sam. Love it. Thank you. I gotta say, all right, you know what? I just gotta rip this band-aid off. I watched the doc. First question. Y'all alright? Just you and the family? <laughs> y- y- y'all good? Is everyone okay? Yeah, man, we're great. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a really personal story and there was really obviously hard moments in it, especially towards the end. And at the end of the day, it was something that became a healing experience for us you know the film the film was a, a tool to heal because after we edited the film and i got to screen it for my parents just you know flew flew to south carolina where they were living put it put it on their tv i said i'm gonna be, be back in an hour and a half and i came back and you know i, I saw that they'd been crying and 
Um, it just allowed them to understand my perspective, my journey, to release their own fears. And uh, it was beautiful because I was like, this is the, the power of cinema. It, you know, it, it really healed those wounds in our family and just brought us closer together and more transparent. That being said, you know, there's some intense moments in the film. So I understand why you asked that question. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, look, one of the uh, trickiest parts about setting up this interview on my part is framing my question so I don't spoil it because I don't want to spoil this for anyone. So you should really, it's, it's an hour and a half, but it's, it's so worth it. But one of the things I want to ask you personally, did you feel a bit vulnerable being the subject of something so deep? I mean, like, not only are you behind the camera, but you're in front of the camera and you're going through this. I mean, that vulnerability, I mean, was it a vulnerability? Yeah, it was really difficult for me uh, because I am used to just being behind the camera. So being in front of it as the subject and the filmmaker, it's one of the biggest hurdles in making the film because you're trying to juggle both of those things. And surprisingly, about five days into filming, that filmmaking part kind of took a backseat. It just started to happen automatically. And then I was able just to have my authentic journey and just go on, go on the ride. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was difficult just being, you know, going on the journey. And for me, making the film in a way, I thought that, okay, if I make the film, I'm, I can't hide from this. I, if I make the film, I'm going to explore this secret. I'm going to figure out what happened. Um, so, you know, bringing cameras into the equation actually gave me the, gave me the courage to to go explore this and, and have this journey and but ultimately i found out that i can't really hide behind the camera you know and so that 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 was that was it you're i'm there for it and it was real all right one of the first scenes of this film but it and this is where you got me personally but one of the first scenes with this film is you telling your brother ben about what happened was that a genuine response was that just um, it, what was that? I mean, like, I understand yeah. it, but was that just like, okay, I got to tell you this thing, but this is how I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So, man, you know, it's funny because people sometimes ask me that exact question, Sam. They go, is this real? And and the answer is yes. So what, what happened was that I received the message on Facebook that sets this whole journey up, but it took me eight years to kind of integrate that that information understand it and and be willing to face it and one of the reasons that it took that long was because my brother ben who's 13 years younger than me when i get the facebook message he's really young so i waited until he was 20 years of age and we're best friends and you know so i go to ben and i say hey i i want to make a film but i can't tell you what it's about and you know, I just need you to go along with me and me and you are going to be on camera. And Ben's like, okay, yeah, okay, let's do it. So I call him up one day, he shows up to the house, we got cameras and I sit him down and, you know, I tell him what I learned those eight years ago and this about the secret. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, it was, it was, I was excited to tell him. And at the same time, like also feeling for him because it's really hard news to, to hear for the first time. Oh, I know. And quite honestly, you filmed a lot of difficult conversations throughout this film. How did you keep your emotions in check 
or did you just kind of forget the cameras were there and you just lived life? Yeah, I would say that, you know, it's an interesting thing. I think it's 90%, like 90 to 100% definitely living life. And at the same time, you're aware that the camera is there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't affect anything for me other than where I stand in a room. So like once I, once I know like that I'm in the right place to have a conversation, I forget about the cameras. Right. Cause really at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. It's my life. I can't, you know, I'm just, I'm just there for every moment of moment of it in the film. And uh, yeah. So I, I, kind of forget about the cameras. The only time I don't forget about the camera is when I was trying to hide behind it because I felt so uncomfortable that I'm trying to hide behind the camera to shoot it, you know, to film a moment. And that's where either my partner Flavia or Mitch, the the DP goes like, Hey, Basil, like you can't, you can't hide behind the camera, <laughs> you know, right, but right. it was, it was, it was hard and it was uncomfortable. And so sometimes that was like what I thought would be my safety net of filming uh, eventually I realized like, I, I just can't hide behind the camera and I gotta, I gotta be fully open for this. So that's what I did. After watching this doc, I try to put myself in your shoes a little bit. Um, and this is the only thought that's through my mind. This is how my mind works. I'm not sure if you, how your friends or family treats it from here on out. If Basil has a camera, He's about to tell you something earth shattering. I, you just shouldn't be around it. Like if if you start setting up cameras at dinner, like uh oh, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, has that come up? I I'll tell you what. I, it's not that other people are conscious of it. I am really conscious of it because I I had to travel with the cameras. I had to put my life on camera like that. And so I'm almost self-conscious to bring them out again because I feel like, okay, if I bring it out, it's got to be for something that has as much weight as this story did. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is, I, I don't know that I'm going to have another film like that, Sam. You know, th- this is this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime story. And it, in a way... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. That just came yeah, no, out. Sorry. It, it is, but the, the, true, and it's kind of like... You know, it's a time capsule and, and it's, it's one time capsule for my life. I hope it inspires people. It gives them courage to follow whatever story feels true to them, whether they go on exploration like this or not. It's a personal choice, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I pull out the cameras again, I'm not sure it's going to be, uh, in, in such a, such a situation as this one. All right, just check it, man, because I know your friends and family are probably looking around like, okay, uh, what's he doing? What's he doing? One of the coolest things, even though this had a lot of your personal journey and high drama around this whole thing, um, one of the coolest parts of this that I think it's um, is a little under the radar, that Ben and Flavia did a lot of the music. Uh, I think Ben, he was over all the music, and Flavia, she has a lovely voice but Ben does too and these songs or music throughout the movie kind of like heightens what you supposed to feel um and were you more hands-on with that or you just put it in the hands of Ben and said hey do your thing and I'll just step out of your way yeah so there's two parts to that and thank you for noticing their contribution in the film um you know they're both amazing musicians that while filming one of the one of the goals was that we wanted to put their 
their voice through music in the film as it was happening. So we would record kind of live, uh, live sessions with them just sitting on the couch or whatever, playing acoustic guitar, singing. And most of those moments made it into the film. And the, the hope was that it gives you kind of like the, a, a journey, like a musical backbone that also feels documentary style. That's not like a soundtrack in the back of the film, you know? Um, but so that was, that was the, the decision around that while we were making the film. But in terms of post-production, Ben is the musical director for the film. So he was helping decide a lot of what the music should be, uh, working a lot around the recording of it. It's a lot of his personal music and Flavia's music as well. So, um, it's, it's definitely awesome in that sense because they're artists in their own right and the music side of things. Um, you know, Ben, Ben has his musical project called Dance with Felix, which is more of a rock thing. He's also a big producer, works with a lot of artists, does a lot of, uh, Hip hop work actually, that's his, uh, one of his loves. And then Flavia is on tour right now with her music. So, um, it's awesome just to have their artistic footprint also exist in the film. One interesting thing about this, um, you filmed the conversation of you telling Ben about, um, at the start of this. And towards the end, uh, you filmed your parents, which is a whole nother ball of wax that I am tiptoeing around. But did you have that conversation with Flavia? Like, hey, check this out. Not only am I about to make this a movie, I want you to come with me and I want to take you to this country where you don't speak the language and you're going to meet a lot of people who kind of look like me. And we're going to just go through this journey. What was that conversation like? I don't remember seeing that one in the doc. No. No. I mean, you know, Flavio... Super supportive. What, what can I say? You know, yeah. I was like, I need to go do this. She's like, she's like, I'm going to support you in this. But you, you bring up a really fascinating point, which is that Flavia doesn't speak any Russian. Mm-hmm. So it's just me and Ben who understand Russian and speak it, you know, in our broken way. And then there's the, the other part of the filmmaking team, Mitch, who's the cinematographer and Mara, his wife, who's the sound mixer. And, you know, they don't speak any Russian either. So you have, three out of the five of our party who doesn't speak any Russian and they're there for every single experience that's happening in the film. So it's really interesting. And, and it, it's a great actually idea of how emotion and like humanity can transcend even language because Mitch and Mara have to know what to film, what situations to film, what, what, like track people's emotional experiences while not understanding what's being said. And they were able to do that. Like we all kind of as a crew, like the way that musicians really like feel each other on stage, mm-hmm. we were, we were able to do that as a team in the filmmaking process. So even though they didn't speak the language, they like understood what was happening. And of course, you know, we would <laughs> give them updates after every conversation about what was said or what was important. But Okay. And like when you went to Russia and you met your, it's weird to say it, but extended family or extended, I'll just, I'll just use that term. When you uh-huh. your extended family, um, how were they with the filming of it? Because it's a shock to them, one, for for the just you being there, um, 
the last person saw you, it was 27 years, if memory serves me right. Um, people know who you are and they are kind of, kind of been tight lipped about this secret for a while too. And then you show up with a film crew and I get it, you know, but how did that go over with, well, just about everyone? Did everyone have the same response or? Man, I was amazed at how open, you know, at how open they were to receiving not just me and not just my brother, but three other people that had no clue about. And then with cameras and sound equipment. And it, it just goes to show that at the end of the day, family, you just have that radical ex- acceptance, you know, of your family members sometimes. No, no matter if you haven't seen them for 27 years and they show up with the camera and you're like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to go along with this, you know? And, you know, I, I was, I was always amazed by how open they were to the experience of us putting it on camera. We always asked for their consent, you know, after they saw us with cameras, we would get like the, the natural response and then we would ask them to make sure we could keep on filming. But, um, yeah, I think also for them not having seen me for 27 years, it's like I, I could have showed up with, you know, on a horse and they would have been fine with it probably. Maybe, yeah, yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, look, I, I read that in this hour and a half uh, film that you had, you had roughly 380 minutes of just film. I'm curious, you emoted all through this, we got a chance to see your journey, we got a chance to uh, pick sides, I, I'm, I'm picking my words very carefully. Every time you film someone, there is sort of like, oh, I totally see why they did that. Or I told, oh, no, no, that person's wrong. And you could, you could, you know, understand it from the film point of view. What was left on the cutting room floor? I'm, I'm curious. You gave us everything. What else was left? Mm. So what's in the film is that 300 something hours of footage cut down to tell the most neutral story that shows everybody's perspective without trying to slant the film in one perspective over another. Everybody's every, the reason that a person makes a decision around something in their family can be just as valid as somebody else's, even if it's completely different. And the, the, the challenge was to present that story in an hour and a half. And that was really what we tried to do. Now the rest of it, there's there's crazy scenes there's wild scenes of me operating on 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 ben like dental surgery in the middle of like the russian wilderness like drunk trying to get the stuff out of his teeth there's stuff like okay. there's scenes there that are like wild like almost really entertaining but don't necessarily drive the through line of the story through and so even before this became an hour and a half, hour and a half feature we actually had a six episodic uh, version of this the so six episodes it dives a lot deeper into the relationships the like unique moments like that but ultimately we we chose to release this hour and a half version so yeah there's a lot there's a lot more uh and it exists in the episodic version but i don't know if anybody's ever going to be able to see that okay now one of the things about this film um it had a strong irony with this, this that's the best way i could put it because it was filmed around Father's Day, 
Was that intentional or did you just kind of like, it just, that's just how it worked out? It just worked. Man, I, I mean, I don't know. That's life. You know, sometimes things wow. just happen. You're like, okay, that's, that's what it is. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we, when we, we set out to make the film, there was a point where we were like, oh, wait a second, we're going to be in Russia and it's Father's Day. That's weird, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we never, we never thought about what we would do because of it. You know, it was just kind of a thing. Um, so honestly, you know, one of the things that's really important to me as a filmmaker is authenticity. And so there's nothing that's manufactured in the film at all. Like what you see is what happened. And we just cut out all the necessary things so that you, you get the story and, and uh, hopefully it has a, a strong impact on people. Okay. And speaking of that, you have been crushing at the film festivals. This has been shown. How has the project been received at these festivals? So we're we're actually doing a premiere at Santa Barbara Film Festival coming up on February 12th. And in terms of screening the film, when I get to talk to people one-on-one -on -one or in small groups that have seen it, one of the things that is always I'm so grateful for is that people are not only, you know, seeing something of themselves and the people on screen and are able to relate to the people on screen and have conversations about what's right what's wrong what would they have done people are actually sharing their own personal stories their own journeys because at the end of the day a story like this is really universal people have this kind of information pop up they discover a family secret or a long lost relative this is a universal thing that people deal with and so you know the thing is that people get really passionate about sharing their own stories their own decision making process and I think that's the beauty of it because it is just like an autonomous decision, what you do with information like this once you receive it. You know, everybody's going to have a different approach. So I just love that it starts conversations and, uh, you know, people get to not only talk about the film, but their personal lives because of it. Okay. Um, I got to ask this. Um, is that what you want the audience to take away from this project? If not, what did you want the audience to take away from this project? When I first started making the film, I I didn't even know if we were going to finish it. I just I was like, this is the, the, well, I'm going to bring cameras so I can meet my biological family, so I can uncover the secret. There was a point where Ben and I didn't even know. Like we were like, maybe we filmed this whole thing. Maybe I'll edit it together, but maybe we'll never release it. And by the time that the film really became the to, to to form into a really strong uh, piece in the editing room. At that point, I started to feel like, okay, that there there is a power to sharing this story because it will have these, uh, it will work as a conversation starter and hopefully inspire people to maybe take a leap um, and kind of look at their own identity, look at their own past, if that feels true to them. And for me, that was one of the most life-changing moments I've, I've had was to, to understand where I came from, to, to meet a man who has my bone structure. And I like, look at him and understand that I walk. No, that's you. Way, no DNA you know? test needed. That's you. Yeah. Sorry. Just, I, I want that. No yeah. DNA test needed. That, no, that's you. That's how you're going to look in a few years. Yeah. So, so that was, you know, like, and I never understood that, you know, like I, there's things that we just don't get 
and when you fill in those gaps of, of your of your identity, it it for me it gave me a personal understanding of myself. It made me accept myself more. Just like understood where I fit in the world as as a human being. And so, for if if that inspires somebody to go on a similar journey and changes their life the way that it changed mine, then that's the power of the film. Then it's it's done its job there. And if it just starts a conversation and makes somebody realize, you know what, I don't want to go on that journey. I'm actually really content with with this. Well, that's also a really great ending for that person, you know. So it's just a a personal choice, and hopefully, it just gives people the the opportunity to make that decision. Okay, and we're getting around the end of it, so I got I got to break out. I got two more questions, and mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna say it like this: this is a yes or no question. Have both sides of your family contacted each other? Do they talk? Have they talked? I, I mean, like, yes or no? I don't want to give out any, but have have they talked? No, and one of the there's a lot of reasons for. Oh, that. oh, oh, yeah, I, I, can, I can figure that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, but also, you know, there's uh there's a war going on yeah. in Russia, and there's a lot of stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, what's next on the horizon? My last question. This was so good. It better not happen again. But uh, but uh, what's next? What's next? Well, next uh, we're developing a documentary about immigration uh, between the Mexican-American border, except instead of talking about people immigrating from Mexico to America, we're talking about the subject matter of the elderly in America who cross the border to live the last years of their life uh, because they can get cheaper health care. They have more support in Mexico. And um, so the, the film is exploring a few people down who live south of the border uh, that are, you know, 70 and up and kind of exploring what their life is like and exploring why uh, sometimes our American system lets the elderly down. Mm. Man, that sounds fascinating, and you are welcome back once that's in the can and once that's done. You're welcome back here to chop it up and talk about it, man. I uh, wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're invited to the cookout on either side when things calm down <laughs> over there, obviously. And, um, it's, man, this has been great. Uh, this is probably one of the best 90 minutes I spent my, um, this weekend just, just looking over it and, um, Thanks, Basil. You're like I said, you're welcome back to the podcast anytime you want. Sam, man, thanks so much. Thanks for having me and thanks for the kind words. All right, man. You take it easy. Hey, have a good one. All right. All right. You too. Bye. And there you have it. That's my man Basil Mariner. The name of the film is called Dandelions. You can check it out right now. He's doing the um film festivals, but please check him out. Um, just Google them, Google dandelions. It should be out near you, whether it be on a on-demand service or maybe it's in theaters near you. Just check it out where you will be seeing him. Basil, his man, it's a good dude. He's welcome back on the podcast whenever he wants. So, um, we'll be chopping up a little bit later. So the name of the film is called Dandelions. I recommend you see it because it's it's pretty dope. It's pretty it's pretty dope. And I'm a little proud of myself. I went through this. I bit my tongue a lot of this. Not spoiling this movie. Got close. I got real close. But 
Didn't spoil the movie. Um, you can see this whole interview by going to samshownation.com, hitting our YouTube page, Just Talk With Sam, No G and Talking, Just Talk With Sam. You can see the whole interview right there. You can see me kind of like try to hold it back, not spoiling this movie. But while we're on it, I want to say thanks to Basil, but I'm going to be globetrotting a little bit. If you're still in the podcast mood, you can check out my good buddies at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. As of the recording of this right now, today is my man Bash's birthday. Happy birthday, Bash. And you can check it out. I'm sure they're going to talk about it on the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Um, wherever podcasts can be found, Act Accordingly with Bash and Z. The good DJ, the great DJ M80 will be there. And... Possibly AJ. We'll see how he feels that day. And if you're still in the podcast mood, I'm going to be making my rounds. Uh, I chopped it up. Friend of the podcast, my man Dave Brown. You may know him from Detroit Stand Up Podcast on the uh, 7 Mile Radio Network. I'm going to be stopping by over there. Just chop it up with DB. Hopefully, me and him can talk like adults. If we don't bring up the Lions. Uh, or, or not. Maybe, maybe we will chop it up. However, that's my man DB. He asked me to show up. He put the bad signal. So by the time you hear this, I either should have already done it or it's coming out. But go to Seven Mile Radio. Uh, good friends, uh, my man DB and Ike. I, I can't, I can't left, leave out my man Ike. Ike is over there. They, they chopping it up. They doing great. They got a good crew over there. So um, I'll make my appearance over there on Detroit Stand Up Podcast. Since my man DB, he, he texts me, I'm coming running. So that's what I got for right now. But everything related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to the Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just Talk with Sam podcast. It's right there. Um, you can contact the show, whether that be on Facebook and Instagram. Just Talk with Sam. No G and talking. Just Talk with Sam. All one word. Or you can email the show your questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Just talk with Sam. No Gene talking. Just talk with Sam at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter, aka X or whatever, um, at Sam Show 11. So that's enough for me right now. I will see you guys next time. Peace out, everybody.